Welcome to the podcast for St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church and School Sherman Center that's in Random Lake, Wisconsin, north of Milwaukee and south of Sheboygan. We're pleased to share with you recent sermons and Bible classes from our congregation. We welcome you to join us for Divine Service Sundays at 9.30 a.m. and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. We have Bible classes currently offered at 8.15 a.m. on Sunday. Join us to receive the Lord's Word and His gifts. In the name of Jesus, amen. The story of a sibling rivalry is as old as time. Despite knowing those many stories, As we learn today, we keep falling back into the same trap. Children competing for their parents' attention. Friendly contention turning ugly. Grown children no longer on speaking terms. Sometimes these feuds among brothers and sisters are ideological. One brother fights for the Yankees, the other for the Confederates. Sometimes they're like sports rivalries between, say, I don't know, Milwaukee and Chicago. The scriptures show that these rivalries among siblings are the first first fruits of Adam and Eve's rebellion against God and their descent into sin. The first sons, right away, are at odds with one another. But rather than doing this to seek the approval of their parents, their struggle is over pleasing God. Cain is a farmer. His younger brother, Abel, is a shepherd. And on their father, Adam's instruction, both bring sacrifices before the Lord in divine service. Cain brought the offering of the first fruits of the ground, a good sacrifice. Abel, the firstborn of his flock, and their fat, also a good sacrifice. As the offertory was sung, the offerings were given. Everything seemed to be going just fine. But from the scripture, we know that while both offered a good sacrifice to the Lord of the first of their respective trades, something, something wasn't right. Something was missing. The word says, The Lord respected Abel and his offering, but he did not respect Cain and his offering. That's significant. Something wasn't right with Cain's offering, even though outwardly seemed just fine. Something was off with Cain's worship life. Now we can guess the issue just by paying attention to the text. How did Cain respond? to God's rejection. Cain was very angry, and his countenance fell. His heart was revealed. Sacrifices of wealth, of prayer, of praise, of thanksgiving, offered before God, can be given with two kinds of heart. Really, the condition of the heart is the thing, not the offering itself. What does God care about offerings, as we sang in the psalm? Not really much, really. 
The earth is the Lord's and all its fullness and the world and those who dwell therein. If I, if I was hungry, wouldn't have I told you, we sang in Psalm 50. That doesn't mean he isn't pleased with sacrifices, but only those sacrifices, here's the key, that are given in faith. Or in our case, specifically given to sustain the work of the gospel here and throughout the world. When Cain was angry with the Lord, no doubt expressing it to his pastor father, Adam, we know implicitly that the condition of his heart was also wrong. He was seeking to accomplish something other than thank God by his sacrifice. He was trying to manipulate God into loving him, respecting his offering, respecting him. That's what we call self-justification. Now, both Cain and Abel knew quite well of their parents' rebellion, their sin. They knew that their relationship to God had been broken. And yet, there is a difference in how these two brothers believe that they can be made right again with God. They seek to be justified before God, made right before him. But only one does it right, so to speak. It's true, these two sons know, knew full well that their unrightness had to be straightened out. But Cain seeks to make it right by his sacrifices. Abel, on the other hand, seeks God's mercy that was promised in the offspring, the seed, Jesus Christ. His sacrifices are a thanksgiving for the justification promise that is to come. We know that Cain's sacrifice was made in unrightness, fundamentally a work of the devil. This is not just my speculation. Hear what St. John writes in his first epistle. Whoever does not practice righteousness is not of God, nor is he who does not love his brother. For this is the message that you heard from the beginning, that we should love one another, not as Cain, who was of the wicked one and murdered his brother. Why did he murder him? Because his works were evil and his brothers righteous. You see, doing the right things is not the point. It never has been from the beginning. It's actually sinful to do things to do the church things out of obligation, apart from faith. That's why the writer to the Hebrews confesses this about our, our reading from today. By faith, Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and through it he, being dead, still speaks. It's actually immaterial whether your worship life looks pious and righteous, having all the outward trappings that people would say make you look faithful or traditional. If it doesn't proceed from faith in God, if it's done out of obligation, it's of the devil. It's like that worship of Cain. Now, I said that this rivalry, this worship rivalry even, is as old as time. And what began 
with Cain and Abel continued into the gospel text of today. Two men, brothers. Jesus spoke today's parable to some who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and despised others. Just like Cain did his brother Abel. In other words, whose righteousness was not of God and having hatred for their brother? It sounds quite familiar. But unlike Cain and Abel, who were brothers by birth, the the parable today gives us a Pharisee and a publican who are brothers in confession. They're both in the temple to pray. Jesus would challenge us further, though, today than he did even with the story of Cain and Abel. Yes, both men are going to church. One outwardly lives a pious life, the Pharisee. But the other, he's not like Cain. He doesn't look good at all. He's a professional, licensed thief. That is a tax collector. Unlike the sons of Adam, Cain and Abel, these two are brothers, even though they don't even look like their worship is right. They come in the right frame of mind. One is the upright citizen and isn't afraid to tell you. Hey, God, thank you for not making me like other people, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or this guy, a tax collector. For him, worship is all about keeping up appearances, looking and acting righteous, just like Cain. And this attitude is what distorts, then, his relationship to God. Notice that in his quote-unquote prayer, he needs nothing from God. He's actually fixed it all himself. He's decent, he's pious, he's even good-looking. Everything looks just right. All the good Christian person marks have been checked off. But just like his father, Cain, he's missing the only thing that matters, faith in the promise in the steadfast mercy of God revealed in Jesus Christ. Now today, Jesus takes it up a notch with his brother, the tax collector. He's not good looking at all. He's a corrupt bureaucrat. He's probably everything and more that the Pharisee has accused him of. But notice how his attitude is not one of pride, but of utter humility. Yes, Lord, I'm just as this brother Pharisee has described, I'm not worthy to stand before you, to call on your name, to make any offering. But I know one thing. You are merciful. God be merciful to me, a sinner. You have promised me a savior. He will redeem me. He will free me from this enslavement to sin and death. He will give me his righteousness. Yes, Lord, I am, merciful, or I am a sinner, but you are merciful. Confession of faith. Which is why Jesus says, I tell to you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. Jesus here today is talking about your heart and your approach then to worship. If you're here out of some sense of obligation because you think you have to, repent. 
Faith is not an obligation. Faith is given. It's a gift. It's received. If you think that you have to put offerings in the plate today, today, I should say, twice, (laughs) to keep up appearances, or because you have to, to be a member of this parish, again, repent. God loves a cheerful giver who offers in response to his gifts of forgiveness, life, and salvation. If you come today demanding, thinking you deserve God's salvation because of all the things you've done for your, in your life, repent. God does not look upon the works of man, but rather upon his heart. And the diagnostic today from Cain and Abel and from the Pharisee and tax collector is to look towards, look at your attitude, the way that you behave towards your brother, sister, neighbor. If you look down your nose at him because of the way he sings, the piddling offering or lack of that he gives, his lack of service to the church, he just seems to show up on Sunday morning, again, repent. Don't hate your brother. Your father is merciful. Be merciful. Your brother is struggling with sin just like you are. Don't compare yourself to him in order to puff yourself up, but rather identify with him as Cain and Abel ought to have done and the Pharisee and tax collector. Like Cain who aided his brother and his sacrifice, God is now calling you to confess by his word those evil thoughts of self-righteousness and hatred. Confess them be forgiven in the name of Jesus. Thus we can learn from the example of Abel and also of the tax collector the right sort of piety or life of faith, that of righteousness. The life of the Christian, the worship of the Christian, is not a series of do's and don'ts, a checklist of things that must be accomplished in order to be saved. No, the life of the Christian is faithfully receiving the forgiveness of sins through Jesus Christ. Simple as that. That's the gospel. Your life is receiving Jesus. God's mercy in the flesh, the one who has atoned for your sin, indeed died for the sins of the whole world. Your life is receiving that daily drowning of sin, the old Adam, in baptism as the Lord crucifies in you your flesh and your evil desires. Your life is one of confession, beating your breast, head bowed, and saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. And you can pray in this way because you know your God is merciful. You are forgiven in the name of Jesus. Go in his peace. Amen. We thank you for listening to this podcast from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church Sermon Center in Random Lake, Wisconsin. If this podcast is of benefit to you, please consider supporting the work of St. John by visiting stjohnrandomlake.org, that's stjohnrandomlake.org, slash support, and give today.